Hello and welcome to The Other Side of Fear. I'm Emily Kesterson. Today I'm going to be talking about how to stop being a fixer. And I can give this advice because I am an ex-fixer. That is literally how I lived my life. It's the reason I got into the marriage that I got into and I still have to catch myself crossing that line every once in a while. Craig's told me at least once that I can remember, probably once, probably another time too. And then of course, I've noticed myself doing it before he has, but he's like, um, you're trying to fix me. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. But it's true. I had crossed an emotional barrier and I had uh, switched into the mode of thinking that if he changed, if he fixed himself, then I would be, it would solve our problem. So I want to dive into this today and just share my personal experience with being an ex-fixer and, you know, kind of how I lived my life in that mentality and then how I got out of it. I got with my ex-husband when I was 15 and, you know, he was my really good friend. We were very, very close friends and we you know, I knew, I knew early on that there wasn't much of an attraction, you know, but I didn't, I wasn't connected enough with myself to even, to even recognize that that's a problem, right? I I knew in my soul that, that it wasn't where I needed to be, but obviously I made that decision because that's all I thought I was worthy of, right? So, but there was this connection that I had with him. I did have a, um, you know, I still love him. I love him as, you know, you, you just always, as I love anybody else, right? I entered into that relationship feeling like I needed to fix him. And then of course, because we were both so codependent on each other, there was a part of him that really felt like I I stabilized him, right? That felt like that he needed fixing as well, right? Because of course we match, it's not just all me and it's not all him. It's an energetic match on both sides. So that's where the core of the codependency was in our relationship. And I spent my entire marriage trying to fix him. If you just believed what I believed, if you just started acting better, if you just, right? And the whole, and the whole time, that's that was my mentality. And in order to be in that zone where you feel like somebody else needs to change and you feel like you can fix somebody, then you that means that you have put your higher up than them, you've put yourself on a pedestal and they're beneath you. And I did that with everybody in my life. My closest friends, they needed fixed. Um, my family, my my sister um, and I were very, you know, very close with all my siblings. But um, my one sister in particular, we were very close and we really matched on that. Like when I needed help, she would like swoop in and, and you know, we, we loved that drama together and we loved that feeding off of like fixing each other's problems. Right. And so that was just the way that I was wired. And I, and I did it in all areas of my life. And it was really coming from a really dysfunctional place because I felt in order to be worthy of love, I had to set myself higher than I really was. And it was just not a healthy thing. It was not being honest about who I truly was and my, my, I was not humble about, oh, I'm just human like everybody else. Right. And uh, when I went through my divorce, I got knocked on my ass and I was like, okay, cool. I have no choice, but to just level up and be with everybody else. I, I can't hide anymore. One of the things that a pastor said to me when I left my ex-husband and it was a really bad situation. It was not a savable marriage. It was in no way, shape or form should I have stayed. And this pastor said to me, if your husband changes, if he has a total come to Jesus, a total change of heart, will you consider staying in the marriage? And of course I'm teetering between, oh, I'm so brokenhearted and I'm uh, and I don't understand to like getting asked that question. And I was like, dude, no, like I just want out, right? So I couldn't even, I wanted out, but I didn't have the fucking balls. I loved the drama and I loved being in that like poor me. 
being asked that question though, and now when I'm able to ask other women the same thing, like if if your partner were to really change, would that make you love them? Would that make you, in, in your mind, would that make them a suitable partner? Would all your problems in your relationship be solved if they just did what you wanted them to do, if they just changed? And the answer is always no. The answer is always no. What I really wanna touch on today is how fucking disrespectful it is to be in any type of a relationship, whether that's a friendship or any type of a relationship and viewing somebody as less than you and that they need you to fix them. And especially in your marriage, how fucking disrespectful to think that you're above somebody else and if if they change, then you'll love them. And I really felt that I, I remember having like this kind of epiphany or message from God really that after my husband and I split, how evil that was, right? Like I really had a humbling moment where I was just like, fuck, like I did not treat him, you know, just from my own conscious. And again, it's not like he he gets what he deserves and like all this stuff. It's just from my own conscious. I was not treating people the way that I, in a loving way, I was not treating people the way that God, the universe, this unconditional love would treat people. And that really broke me. I really felt, I really felt a change of heart in that moment. I really felt a shift in my spirit and more compassion, empathy than I had ever had before. I would never want somebody to enter into a relationship with me thinking if she looked this way, then I would love her more. If she acted this way, if she was funnier, I'd love her more. If she was smarter, I'd love her more, right? I would never ever want to be in a relationship like that, that would be so painful. So why am I doing that to other people is the real question. And for me, it really came down to this idea that I have to be better than other people in order for me to numb and ignore my problems. And so that was really where the root of all my gossiping came from. I felt so much fucking better when I was talking about other people because I could ignore my problems and I could focus on, oh, well, at least I'm not as low as them. At least I'm not as bad as them. And when I was talking about other people, I felt higher and they felt lower, right? And I was, it was all subconscious. It's not like I was consciously doing it, but this was running the show. And so of course that's the way that I was handling my relationship, my marriage. And so the transformation for me was being brutally fucking honest with myself. And it started with my dad. I, if you've been following me for any length of time and you've been listening to my podcast or you've been to my workshops, you know this story. But my dad said to me, one time I was like, I am a catch. I do not understand why I'm not finding the man of my dreams and whatever. And he's like, dude, you're not a fucking catch. He's like, if I was a single independent dude, like doing my own thing, I I wouldn't come near you. You're a total red flag. Your situation is really fucked up. You're a single mom that's honestly unstable with two little kids, right? I mean, I wasn't unstable in terms of like, you know, I just emotionally, I was needy and clingy and desperate for love, right? And so he's like, no, you're not a catch. And I was just like, well, fuck, because this whole time I've been like, in my mind saying, I'm so beautiful. My kids are so awesome. I'm so smart. I'm this, this, and this. But is that really what I believed? No, because if I truly fucking believed it, then I wouldn't, my life would reflect that. When I truly fucking believe that I am worth having a relationship that's solid, my life is going to reflect that. When I truly believe that I am worth having a stable, peaceful, joyful home and that that inner peace, my life reflects that, right? I wouldn't have been in that mess that I was in had I had some self-worth. And so that really hit the nail on the head for me. And I was just like, well, fuck. 
all right, I'm going to have to take an assessment here. So it really started with me being honest with myself. And the reason I never did this before is I didn't want to. I didn't want to be honest with myself because as soon as I'm honest with myself, then that means I have to face my shit. And I didn't want to do that. It felt too big. It felt too painful. And so I ignored and I numbed. And I did that through gossip, through fixing other people and keeping myself, you know, elevated. And and I did that a lot through my Christian beliefs. I was, I, I really had this mentality that I knew it all, that the Christian beliefs that I held were the right beliefs. And this is the only way. And so with that mentality, of course, I'm like, come on, you guys follow me. This is the right way. And now I'm just like, oh, you're Buddhist? Cool. Oh, you believe this? Cool. I like, there's no right or wrong. It's all about the peace and the joy and the love that you feel. I didn't feel that way before because that was a reflection of my inner turmoil. It was a reflection of how I felt about myself. And so all of that to say, had my husband done exactly what I outwardly was nagging him to do. Stop doing this, start doing that, stop acting like this, start acting like that. Would that have solved my problem? And the answer is a hard fucking no. It wouldn't have solved my problem at all. It just wouldn't have because the problem wasn't him. The problem was me. And again, I say this all the time. I'm not taking responsibility for the fucked up shit he did, but I am taking responsibility for myself and I'm taking responsibility for my fucking end of it because had it not been him, it would have been somebody else just like him. So I can't even blame him, right? And so had he done things the way that I wanted him to do them, it still wouldn't have changed anything. And so now that I'm in a healthy relationship, I find that I cross over when I get disconnected from my body, when I get disconnected from my source, my God, you know, the universe, when I get disconnected from what truly makes me feel grounded and connected, I start to project on other people. I want Craig to fix my problems. I want, you know, my clients to fix my problems. I want my kids to fix my problems. I want everybody to fix my problems. And I start blaming. When I start fixing and crossing that line, to me, that's a huge red flag for myself. I'm like, oh, something's disconnected here. Something's wrong here. And I, so I still do that. I mean, like I said, I crossed the line with Craig at least once that I can remember going back to that specific event. He was like, I feel like you're trying to fix me. I feel like you're trying to get me to do something that's going to, that you think is going to change me and fix me. And I don't, and he was like flat out. He was like not having it. And I, I saw the pain in his eyes Because what fucking betrayal, you know? Like I had betrayed him. I had betrayed the man that I love and I choose to accept for who he is right now. All of a sudden I've crossed the line and I'm asking him to to change so that I'll love him, right? And that'll fix my problems. And I I saw the pain in his eyes and I immediately felt like, what have I done? You know, because I just love him so much and I'm so connected to him. I don't want to hurt him. I had said you know, in that moment, I was like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I was trying to backtrack. And then finally, I was just like, I'm sorry. That is what I was doing. And I and I'm sorry. And I had to really pull myself back and humble myself and go take care of my own shit because it was it had nothing to do with him. And it had everything to do with me. And so being in a healthy relationship has really put things into perspective for me. I want to love him. You know, when I, I want to treat him well, I want to um, love him the best that I can. Right. So what I always tell people, and this is, you know, the, what I had to do when I first started my relationship with him, because it was really the first healthy relationship I had ever been in. It was the first relationship I was in after starting my healing journey, after shifting my energy and shifting my beliefs. And so it was like brand new territory for me. And so when I first got with him, I had to do so many self check-ins, like literally daily or several times a day. And 
and say, stop, this doesn't matter. Stop, this doesn't matter. You either accept him for who he is right now or you don't. And that's not on him, that's on you. He either meets your standards. He either is the person that you wanna be with or he's not. You know, it's up to you. But you can't go, I knew I couldn't go into another relationship expecting that I'll be happy when, oh, once we get married, he'll change and then. Right. And so I really had to tell myself, you either accept this person for who they are right now or you don't. I tell myself that every day. I'm like, I choose to accept Craig for who he is right now in this moment and love him right here and now, because that is what I would want the way I would want him to love me. Not for the woman I'm going to be in a year or in 10 years or the woman I was in the past for the woman I am right now. And we have this agreement, probably a, <laughs> I'm sure it's a, a unspoken agreement but he, you know, spoken out loud because he hears me talk about it all the time, but he knows I'm going to be forever growing, that I'm constantly changing and I'm constantly evolving and I'm constantly becoming a better version of myself. And, and there are times where I have to raise my standards. There are times where I'm like, hey, I was cool with that before, but I'm not cool with that anymore. It's not a reflection of him. He's not doing anything wrong, but I do get to decide what feels good to me or not, right? So if we were doing something, so a silly example is last summer, I was just so, like a year and a half ago, I was just starting the business and he had taken a year off of work, which was really cool because he had quit his job and he had enough money to just kind of do his own thing for a little bit. So he was in between jobs. So when we got together, we were not working. It sounds really low, like, oh, we're just not working. But yeah, it, it was it was very much an okay situation at the time. But then we hit this point where we were just chilling all summer. Like every morning we would wake up and we'd just like, I'd drink my coffee, we'd lounge around, play with the kids, maybe go to the beach later. And so it was totally unproductive. And I really needed to raise my standards in my productivity and get my energy going and start to like create the life that I wanted, right? So the boys were starting to like not obey. There was just no structure. There was not a lot of structure. So I woke up one morning, I was like, all right, boys, I'm like, when mom tells you to do something, you say yes, mom, and you do it quickly in the right way. And they just like got they knew I was fucking serious because my energy was like on point. And I didn't say anything to Craig because he wasn't doing anything wrong. But I said out loud about myself, I was like, I'm not living like this anymore. We're getting up, we're getting into a routine, we have to start being productive. And I meant it, I fucking meant it. So in that moment, because my energy had shifted, and I wasn't fixing him calling him out making him the problem or telling him that if he gets his shit together, then maybe I'll get mine together. I was like, I'm getting my shit together. Are you on board or not? And he didn't bat an eye. He just fucking got up and we just, we've been going ever since. And our, our schedule has only gotten more structured, more routine, more productive since that time. So that's an example of me raising my standards and it had nothing to do with him and it had everything to do with, oh, I was cool with that yesterday, but I'm not cool with it today. And I need to do something different in order to grow. And so as we're growing together, we're constantly doing that where we're changing the way we do things. And so he knows that and he always has a choice. Like he always can choose whether he is on board with what I'm doing or not. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm like we signed an agreement where I'm going to keep growing. And if he doesn't grow with me, you know, it, or that he's always going to grow with me, but it's a mutual respect, right? So it's a, it's an understanding that I'm, that I'm not taking on his shit as my own, that I'm not expecting him to do the work that I need to be doing internally on my own. It's we're taking full responsibility of our own lives and then coming together and 
choosing to live that out together. And that's an example of two. And of course, it's not perfect. I'm not saying our fucking relationship is perfect. But I'm saying where my life was in my marriage versus where it's at now we've learned so much. And I and I value it so much. I value my relationship so much because I remember so vividly what it was like to be a fixer. It is so fucking painful and it's so disrespectful and it's the opposite of love. And I remember that I feel that in my soul and there's no way I would inflict that pain on Craig because I love him so much and I don't want to inflict that pain on anybody. And so I talk to women all the time. They're like, if my husband would just do this, if my partner would just do this, if, if my boss would just do this, if, right. And they're expecting all of these things on the outside to, to fix their problem. And the problem is always us. The problem is always inside of us. My son calls it his solution suitcase. He's six. And we always say he learned that at school and we totally grabbed onto it. We always say, oh, what's in your solution suitcase? Open it up. And the solution suitcase is inside of you. And then we start to look for a solution to the problem. That's the same with us. It's the solution is always inside of us. And it always, always, always comes back to us. Where have I been settling? Where have I been ignoring the work that I need to do? Where have I been ignoring what my soul is telling me to do and projecting that on somebody else? So if you can relate to this today, which I know so many women can, because literally every woman I talk to is in this situation. If you can relate to this today and you're like, shit, I need to do this work. I need to take ownership of my life. I need to do this inner healing because the way that I am functioning in my relationships and just in my life, it's not working anymore. So if that is you, I am going to, in the description below, I am going to put a link to my free workshop. I want you to come to my free workshop. It's going to be life-changing. I'm going to give you some really simple, practical tools that changed my life and really helped me get out of this mindset that it's everybody else's problem to change, to fix me, to fix my situation, right? That everybody else needs to change in order for me to be happy, which is not true. So if this is you and you're ready to take ownership of your life and take this to the next level, come to this workshop. It's totally free and it's going to be life changing for you. So thank you so much for being here today and share this episode with every woman you know, because everybody needs to hear this. I'll probably fucking listen to it myself again, right? Like this work is forever and we always catch ourselves going into toxic habits and patterns, right? I love you all. Thank you so much for being here and we'll talk again soon.